0: All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com
1: slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
0: Welcome to episode 93 of the Talking Fires podcast. Ben Fadden here today with a special guest. Manny Machado's trainer Nick Soto uh, in the offseason he communicates with him during the season uh, training uh, in Florida Nick so much thank you so much for joining.
1: Ben thanks for having me man. I yeah no it. problem
0: yeah so first off you know obviously in the lockout here before we kind of get into what he's doing now how did yeah. that relationship start with Manny and you know how long has that relationship been going on?
1: Yeah. So the easy question. So it's, it's been uh, seven seasons now. I believe we're going on eight. Um, and it started actually with his brother-in-law, Yonder uh, Alonzo. I've known him for a long time. Um, he reached out to me about that long ago, about eight years ago, telling me that they wanted a change in their in their kind of their training methodology and what they were doing at the time. Uh, it had worked to a certain point, and they they needed to get to that next level. Uh Yonder himself had has kind of struggled at that point in his, in his career. Um uh, solid career, you know, but not what he expected, right? So when we got together, I was at the time known as a football guy. Mm-hmm. But they wanted, they wanted that change. They wanted kind of that that intensity change. And that's what I was able to provide. Uh we put our heads together, the three of us, and we came up with a plan that's you know going on eight years, and it's been real successful, luckily.
0: Mm-hmm. What did you, know, you mentioned Yonder kind of wanting that change, and then I assume Manny a little bit himself, right? Because um, Manny obviously earlier in his career, and like most players, they're smaller, you know, not as big, haven't developed as much. Um, where when did Yonder kind of think that he wanted that change, and why? Why did they want that change?
1: Uh. Ma- from Manny's perspective, uh, I think he was just getting getting burned out with the workouts he had been doing uh, pretty much since since high school, I guess the latter stages of high school, and hadn't really seen like you said much much progression when it came mm-hmm. to to his size, his power, even even his explosiveness, really. So that's one of the things we talked about that he wanted to do, and then he wanted to just be able to go in season in season out healthy. You know, knock on wood, we've been we've been knocking that out year after year. You know, available pretty much every game. Uh, in Yonder's case, he wanted to. To revisit his ability to, to produce power, you know, their first year together, he went from I think nine was the most home runs he ever hit, and first year together we knocked out twenty nine, you know. So that's a pretty, it's a pretty nice jump, you know. Threefold is, yeah. is pretty good. I'll take it, you know. Yeah, uh, Obviously, obviously it, it was a lot more than just what we did together. You know, he he changed his approach at the at, at the plate and 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 his kick swing and, and, and kick leg and all that. But uh, but yeah, it was it was a fun process, man. It was it's, it's been a great it's been a great journey so far.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, what's the difference between, you know, a regular strength training program that I'm sure you run with other athletes and one uh, with one like how Manny goes, you know, where it's a professional athlete, someone who is probably a m- way more serious than someone else uh, regarding their strength training. And it's literally their job.
1: Yeah. So there's, so there's two parts to that. So, so one of them is, is yeah, there's, there's, a very specific kind of kind of training you want to do with a level a level athlete of that right cuz you got to be careful about not getting them hurt at the end of the day as strong as we want to get them we want to get them strong for the field and we got to get them resilient for the field uh that's the most important thing way more than uh, than any kind of strength measure or even velocity or or jump measure whatever we we're testing to to see gauge our our progress uh Manny in particular Yonder and Manny in particular um, are very specific in what they're looking for which is great to deal with so we can talk you know it's it's an open dialogue that we that we go through not only uh coming into the off season and what we're looking for that off season compared to the season off season before but also within that off season training uh it's constant communication and constant uh hey I'm feeling this hey I need to get this And, and having an athlete that understands their body understands what their body's needing at the moment is, is a true blessing. Mm -hmm.
0: What do you think makes Manny different from the average, you know, major leaguer? You mentioned, you know, his history of, you know, being able to stay health, be healthy, you know, throughout the season, play 150 games. It seems like he's doing that every year. Uh, What's kind of that reason? Uh, Do you, is it foam rolling, stretching pre post-workout, all that stuff? Is it, uh, combine that with just different ways that you train compared to other major leaguers. How would you kind of describe that?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's a, a combination of things. Uh, one, he's on top of it from the beginning, you know, uh, off season ends and we're pretty much going almost immediately, you know, may, maybe we'll take a week off, maybe, maybe two at the most if the body's really beat up, but the, the train starts immediately and we'll start with, with kind of like a, um, a recovery type of type of uh, phase, uh just getting the body back acclimated to to moving the way we want it to move that'll last anywhere between two to four weeks depending on, on you know how beat up they are from the season and then we'll take it on from there. But Manny's also very much on top of uh having having the right massage therapist on hand, uh his nutrition, you know, we're always we're always tweaking nutrition, uh either either uh chefs that we're working with or whatever, we're always trying to keep that part up. Um his recovery sessions his his sleep patterns like he 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 does a good job of keeping that you know real focused uh he's not a party guy as i'm sure you guys probably know by now so you know his his focus is on baseball 100 and you know that's part of what makes him so great and then obviously the training itself uh what we do differently than than most is we expose the body to um a high threshold of of adaptability or a need for adaptability that i think other other baseball uh you know, whether they be private programs or even or even uh, team programs, they're right. a little bit on the safer side, they're a little bit more on the cautious side, which they have to be. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, baseball is a very very tricky sport; it's a skill sport, and you don't want to mess with that, and you don't want to put an athlete out because they you know because they were hank power snatching two twenty five, right. but. Having said that, um, we feel that developing the tissue is the number one goal of our program, being able to handle the stress. So we're going to stress the body, you know, so we're going to deadlift heavy, we're going to deadlift dynamically more than other people will, like, we'll go into we'll get into some of that stuff, I'm sure. Uh, you know, we're going to clean, we're going to snatch things that that most baseball programs won't touch with a 10 foot pole. We do that. And we do that pretty quickly in, 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 in the offseason program.
0: Mm-hmm. Has Manny or Yonder, when he was playing, have sure. they uh, kind of influenced? If you know to your ability or to the best of your ability, have they influenced any of their teammates' ways of training?
1: Uh, I'm sure they have. I know they've talked to you guys about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I know that's definitely definitely an ongoing conversation. They've brought in guys uh, to train. Uh, so, but uh, but yeah, so they've they 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 definitely both of them uh Manny now in in his last you know about probably about 3 years or so since, since he's gone to the Padres has taken on a leadership role that I'm pretty proud of. Yonder's always kind of been that kind of guy. He's always been like a you know locker room leader kind of guy. So he's always taking guys under his wings. You see you see the the maturity in Manny now over the last like I said 3 3 years or so, 4 years or so um where he's taking on that responsibility and you know and and really trying to educate these guys on on that sort of stuff.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Um, before we get kind of into his diet, I did want to obviously go over his workouts and all that. So yeah. for the YouTube audience, we'll sh- I'll share my screen and kind of go over. Just ask you here, what are so, what's kind of his overall workout plan, you know, week by week right now? Like I know that you progress through the off season. You talk about the, you know, amp up phase after the week or two off. But what is he kind of doing now? Uh, just the week split as we'll yeah. show we'll show here the uh videos that you've been posting
1: cool okay yeah i don't i don't post too much uh we're kind of focused on what we're doing but every once in a while i'll remember to bring out my camera and get something in uh but yeah so the first one that you saw was was a stability or dynamic stability type of uh type of shoulder press and what we're looking for is we're looking for that band to not be bouncing around a lot can we get can we get good flexion of the shoulder that means shoulder coming all the way through the motion or the arm going all the way through the motion Without that band, basically, or that kettlebell bouncing up and down, if you see that kettlebell bouncing up and down. He's kind of like hinging or or hitching to be able to get that weight up. We want to see nice, strong stability all the way through. So that's kind of stability exercises. It's, it's more again for muscle and tissue resiliency more than it is for anything in particular that's going to make him a better ball player. Right. Um, you, you you'll see some videos from maybe a couple of weeks before that when we when we got started with that, and you'll see that that he wasn't getting full flexion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've been able to progress it uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, he was real aware of that. And he, he made a mental note without me having to grab him too much that he was missing a little flexion. So you see him coming all the way, all the way to so his elbows fully extended and that shoulders fully flex past the ear, which is what we want. And if you go back a couple of weeks, you'll you'll probably see some videos where where he was a little, a little uh, uh timid in getting up there, right? And that could be, just be from from coming off this the season and and you know, nicks and knacks and stuff like that. Uh, the next video you're you're seeing is is a dynamic eccentric type of load on on a trap bar uh, deadlift. So you see, we're not going all the way down. Uh, we're not even really focused on the way up. Believe it or not, what we're focused on is his ability to stop the momentum. So he's actually going to start really fast, mm-hmm. and that actually has a combination with those lunge jumps that you just saw. So we're going to start really fast on the way down, and all of a sudden he's got to hit his brakes about about at knee level, just past knee level. He's going to try to slam on the brakes and get an eccentric stop of action, right? And basically, what we've identified is the better we can get him to, it's not just him, it's most athletes, right? The better we can get him to absorb forces, the better they're going to be at redirecting forces. So this is going to come into play not only at the the plate and throwing the ball, which we know he can do Mm. for the best of them, but it's also going to come with his change of direction and being able to kind of load the legs and then push off to get to, you know, a fast ground ball off the side or something like that.
0: Right, and then the next one here, the the jumping uh, lunges. So
1: that's a contrast, contrast with right. So so what we're doing here is we're we're loading the body, like I said, uh, in a dynamic eccentric way, and then we're turning right. that into concentric power and unilateral power with those lunge jumps. Uh, that was actually a a, a a complex. So we did first the uh those dynamic uh um dynamic eccentric trap bars, and then we did the lunge jumps immediately after. We usually do about three to four sets. Uh, depending on how he's feeling we go we might go as low as two sets two sets is enough to elicit some kind of some kind of adaptation and then uh, and we'll go relatively low reps lunge jumps anywhere between five to eight per leg at most uh, as low as three and then trap bar anywhere between uh two reps all the way up to seven eight reps no and then the exercise is uh, is the uh the glute ham device right we're just doing razor curls on the glute ham so we're extending the hip and the knee at the same time um so just exposing the hamstring tissue, this is one of our resiliency exercises that we do year-round uh, to keep the hamstring strong. Hamstring is the, the number one uh, injury in baseball, believe it or not, not shoulder, not elbow, but uh, hamstring injuries. Um, and this is one of the, the exercises that we've identified to keep the, the tissue nice and strong and healthy.
0: Now, if we go back here to – it seems like – so you mentioned the deadlift, but here, does this looks more explosive. Is right. that – okay, so – and they're both explosive deal-
1: in nature. Yeah. One is right. one is one is focusing on stopping the force and the other one is focused on on redirecting the force.
0: Right. OK. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we With can both move
1: explosive movements. Right. They're not right. they're not slow strength training movements. They're more on in that power or or that that speed strength kind of uh, kind of range.
0: Right. And now you mentioned the clean here.
1: Yep. There you go. This is so, big on
0: explosiveness, too, obviously. Absolutely.
1: That's, that, this is all explosiveness. is getting getting triple extension through the hips, knees, and ankles, uh, being quick about it. And then, again, a little bit of an eccentric load on the catch, which is also important, and its ability to, and ability to just kind of stop forces or absorb forces. And, and again, we've identified this not only as a, as a power exercise, but also a resiliency exercise where where the shoulders and the elbows are getting exposed to, to, to some tissue adaptation um, that we feel can really keep him healthy throughout the season. He'll actually do these th- during the season as well. He, he'll do 225, which is a good amount of good amount of weight, especially for somebody at six five. And he'll be doing this throughout the whole season.
0: And now during the season, are I've heard a lot that some players, you know, with how much they're moving, they're just trying to, you know, maintain the weight. Uh, yeah. Is that the same for Manny? You're just trying to. You know, obviously stay healthy. You're yeah. trying to just maintain. You're not obviously the off season. You're progressing. Uh, I know you mentioned a phone call last week more about building up, you know, putting on mass a little bit. But right. for during the season, it's more about maintaining. Right. So he'll still do some of these exercises.
1: Yeah. And we'll pick and choose kind of like pick and choose our battles. So mm-hmm. for the most part, it'll be, yeah, maintenance. So relatively low weight. But like I said, you know, he sent me videos of him executing 225-pound deadlifts. I mean, 225-pound um, power cleans uh, middle season, you know, talking about end of July, uh, middle August. So we'll pick and choose when he feels good and when he feels ready to attack. And then we'll try to progress a little bit for a couple days, a couple weeks, whatever it may be, and then go back into kind of like, yeah, that like you said, that, that kind of maintaining Right. And it's very, it's very, so what we'll try to do is We'll try to keep the intensity high and the volume real low, you know, uh, travel is, is, is super taxing on these guys and all they do is travel. And then, you know, days at the ballpark are, are extensively long, uh, starting all the way in uh, training camp and going through the season. So, so the body's pretty tired, you know, the brain is, is burned out as well. So we want to get them in and out as fast as possible, keep the intensity high. Uh, So we can keep that tissue adapting or at least maintaining and, uh, and not burning them out in the Mm
0: gym. Now moving to, we can go to the spreadsheets here. Yeah. Let's see here.
1: Um,
0: This is the more of an overview of here. We'll start with this one. Uh, So Manny off season, this was last off season, I believe. Uh, So you mentioned before here, this was, Obviously, there's no sets and reps for people watching on YouTube. There's no sets and reps. This is kind of just their starting point, brainstorming a little bit. How does that brainstorming process go? Is it, you know, Manny wanting to do some of these? Is it you? Is it a combination, obviously, of you recommending some exercises? How does that go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So basically, it starts with 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 a couple conversations and trying to talk about what we're trying to achieve uh, this offseason, what we've done previous off seasons. Uh, that we've liked, what we like, what we've done in previous off seasons that we haven't seen the results that we expected out of, you know, et cetera. And then we start, we start kind of just plotting it down, like you see here, and you know, and then that'll also change from phase to phase, right? So you know, after one phase, you know, let's say it's going well, and we decide to take take it for an extra week, we may do that. We, we decide to cut it short, we may do that and go into the next phase. That that that's kind of as long as we're we're escalating our 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 progress then that fluctuates uh, according to just kind of how he's adapting throughout the process, as long as, we, you know, we finish at a, at a nice peak at the end. So we'll try to reverse engineer it as much as possible, understanding that there's going to be fluctuations in waves and, and room for room for error and room for adjustments all, all along the way. So then once we've talked about what the exercises are going to look like, what I want to, what exercises I want to do to get him what he's trying to get, then I'll, then I'll write up something like this, and, and then we'll sit down and, and talk about it. And then I'll start, start coming up with the uh, the sets and reps, how many weeks we're going to do it for, how we're going to progress through those weeks, uh, how we're going to periodize it, if you will.
0: Mm. Now, for this particular uh, document, it looks like, you know, Monday, uh, let's see, it looks more lower body. Uh, Tuesday, a uh, little, you know, cardio. I know you hit weight room as well, uh, but yes. Tuesday there's sprints preps uh sand sprints um wednesday this looks more yeah recovery mm-hmm. uh thursday back more you have sprint prep uh a little bit a little bit of both shoulder prep uh yeah lower body how do you how are you kind of is that still programming the same you know is it upper body lower body kind of recovery
1: and then the uh, same thing
0: thursday friday and then rest the weekends how, how is that going
1: so for a few years, we've been doing the Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, sp- speed agility. I'll put that in, into one category and then mm-hmm. weight room where, with Wednesday being our recovery day, some Saturdays, excuse me, also being our recovery days. And we're trying to get those as best we can in that order. Now, in this one here, you'll see that we're talking about, uh, he wasn't feeling, feeling really ready to go full, full speed on a Monday. Uh, like we usually like to do our linear speed on Monday. So we actually flipped it around from our previous phase, and we actually added uh, our agilities, which are a little less, a little less uh, taxing on the central nervous system. On Monday, once his body was ready to go, we put Tuesday as the actual day of of the of the speed work. You see, there we did we did some thigh pops, uh, switch kicks, and dribbles to kind of prep, and then we actually got on got onto the sand and did some sprints in this in this particular phase. Uh, whether we stuck with that or not, I can't remember. But, uh, but that was kind of like the, the, the thought process going in where we changed an agility day for speed for linear speed day, just based on what we were seeing from, from the phase before. Mm -hmm.
0: What is, uh, what is Manny doing on his recovery days? Is it a lot of stretching, you know, massages?
1: Yeah, it's stretching. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's stretching under, under, uh, certain parameters. So we'll, we'll stretch under tension. Uh, so we'll create some resistance within the stretches. We'll stretch and movement. So we create a lot of movement that day. Um, we might add a little bit of cardio, whether it be a pool section or something like that. And, uh, we'll try to get all that in, uh, on, on, uh, on the recovery days, whether it be Wednesdays and Saturdays or Wednesdays or Saturdays.
0: Mm-hmm. And now we can move to this one here. This was from probably two, three years ago. You said him and yonder, uh, here, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday that's what it looked like here. Yeah, Saturdays, yeah, so, right then, so. Right, so
1: if you click on Monday, we'll see week one, week two, and week three in that phase, right? Yep, so then within those phases, we'll um, sorry, baby's crying in the background. I don't know if you hear her or not. You're good, yep, okay, so <laughs> so. If you'll see week one, week two, week three on the hang snatch and the push press, we actually change the reps a little bit in the middle in the middle uh week and we add a little bit of volume there and then we go back down. Uh reasoning for that is is create a little volume, a little extra t- tissue tear in that second week and then go back to being explosive on that third week, uh where we drop the reps on both movements, hopefully increase the uh the weight as we as we decrease the reps. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh as I mentioned, hang snatch, over overhead presses, overhead jerks. Uh, cleans are stuff that we do that most baseball players stay away from that, but that we found just great, great results with.
0: And it seems like to me, so during the off season, obviously when he's trying to build mass, it's not a whole lot of high rep stuff. I know there's 10 reps here, but usually it's, you know, more five reps. Just can you go into kind of that process?
1: Yeah. So, so the higher rep stuff you'll see is, is basically the, uh, the typical lifts, uh there will that's what we'll try to try to add a little bit extra extra tension uh you know uh time under tension a little extra uh muscle resistance and and maybe a little muscle mass there but our main lifts are always focused on lower on lower rest because we're trying to push some weight or we're and or we're trying to we're trying to create some explosiveness right so we mm-hmm. can't we can't expect him to get five reps of hang power snatch that, i mean sorry 10 reps of hang power snatch at 135 pounds that's just it's just foolish and unreal, unrealistic, and it's more not knocking CrossFit, but it's more of a CrossFit workout probably, uh, which is great for them, but it's not what we're after. So so in our case, our explosive power and high-strength uh, compound lifts are going to be lower in reps and just really focused on, on technique and execution.
0: How would you say – how important I see some of these ISO holds. How important is that in his training, you know, not just – doing you know the squats where it's consistent movement and all that how important is it you know stay staying old in one spot because you do have to do that sometimes you know obviously in baseball
1: yeah so um sorry I lost my train of thought with this baby crying uh can we pause for a second yeah yeah I'm so sorry man <laughs> one quick second I'm so sorry about that you're good so the iso holds are and you'll see in, in uh in our splits here are important we do them in a, in a few in a few of the phases and basically what the, what the point of them is is to build again just that muscle stiffness right or that tissue stiffness muscle tendon stiffness right and, and basically what we're trying to get out of that is we're trying to get uh all phases of a movement pattern strong so it'll be isometric. It'll be eccentric, like you saw the dynamic eccentric uh, drops that we're doing with the trap bar, and obviously mm-hmm. concentric, which is what everybody's familiar with, which is pushing the weight or pulling the weight. Yeah. Uh, so we want to get all three of those phases in. Usually yeah. most, of the, most of the time we spend in concentric phase, that's what we're focusing on, right? How fast can we get the bar up? How much weight can we push up, etc. cetera. But we do, I feel we do a very good job of, of keeping focus on the isometric and the eccentric phases of movement uh, which has done, I think, marvels for us, not only not only from a resiliency standpoint. Right. So the the, mus- the, the tissue is just healthier and able to 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 absorb more force, but also uh, from an athleticism standpoint and being able to to go through or uh, basically what we call the the V curve of, of movement, which is absorb force rapidly, stop it abruptly and redirect that force explosively.
0: Mm-hmm. Now which, we can go.
1: To- yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, which goes into everything that you, that you think of in baseball, whether it be stealing a base, uh, swinging a bat, throwing a ball, um, diving diving for a ground ball, etc. It's all it, it, if it, without an ability to absorb first, first absorb force first. Wow, it's a tongue twister. Uh, then stop that force and redirect it. Then then uh, then you you won't be explosive. Mm-hmm. Now, real quick here, it looks
0: like so a lot of these exercises here. Um, well, not the exercise themselves, but these are uh, supersets or trisets sometimes. Yeah. Is that unique to you or, because I, I feel like some workout programs, it's a lot of, you know, instead of the superset with a snatch and the incline press at the top here, it will be one, you do those three sets and then you move on to the next exercise instead of adding that, uh, you know, superset right next to each other, right back to back. Where here it looks like this with the snatch and the incline press, probably the incline press might be lighter, you know, a little lighter weight, so he can get to the 16 reps.
1: So, so for this particular example, uh, interestingly, yeah, and and you know, a lot of coaches uh, like to complex and superset and stuff like that. Uh, I'm a big fan for uh, for different reasons. In this particular case here, it, we're doing we're doing a couple of things. Uh, this is not so much a performance kind of uh, kind of complex as it is more of a is a tissue building complex. Mm-hmm. So we're saving a little bit of time by combining exercises together. Uh, we're basically combining a pull in the in the single arm dumbbell snatch with a push in the single arm incline press. So we're so we're combining two different two different movements in one, and and then the other part of that is it's just uh, it's creating time under tension. So we're, so essentially we're eliciting more muscle response. Uh, believe it or not, these two exercises we actually do at the same weight. It kind of correlates pretty well that way. Uh, uh, Incline press is easier to execute than a single arm snatch. So in this case, let's say Manny on, on an eight, eight and 16 rep is probably doing a 50 pound dumbbell. When we go to 612, he's probably at a 60 pound dumbbell. And we might be up to a 70 pound dumbbell by the time we're doing the five and tens on week three. Uh, right. so it'll be like a single arm effort. So he will do one arm where he'll snatch the weight, the, say the middle, the middle week, uh, six reps. He'll lay right into the incline press and it'll pop out 12 presses right immediately. Then he'll go to the other arm and same, same thing with the other arm and then back and forth. So without even, you know, without even trying, we're, you know, we're, we're cutting down time like crazy. We're listing a lot of muscle tension, uh, uh, or time under tension and we're getting a little bit of cardio benefit out of it as well. Cause we're just, we're not stopped moving in that one. right? You, know? and and, so you see the cleans and then you see that. Well, okay. Now we're focusing on just cleans. Let's get after it. You know, if you see just one exercise like that, chances are, we're probably, we're trying to try probably trying to move some weight.
0: Right. How much, uh, is it the same kind of rest period between uh, movement or exercises during most of his workouts? Like, is it 30 seconds, 60 seconds? What is it?
1: We'll play with that as well. So mm-hmm. if we're trying if we're trying to get uh if we're trying to get the tempo up a little bit and and increase the conditioning a little bit, then then we'll speed it up a bit. Um, right now we were in a phase where we're, we were trying to get after uh some some heavy movements or some very dynamic movements. So we were just basically resting until recovery. Okay.
0: Um,
1: and we do and we'll do that a lot. Um, unlike other sports, uh, direct stamina of 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 physiological uh kind of needs don't really apply to baseball. You know, you swing a bat, you reset, you stop, you're basically recovered by the time you swing the bat again. Uh same with anything else. Other than having to stand for a lot of hours, there's there's not a, a huge metabolic component to baseball. So understanding that, then what do we need to get out of it? Well we need to get explosive and we need to and we need to be able to 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 be powerful. So mm-hmm. so we'll we'll rest accordingly.
0: Mm-hmm. And in terms of his cardio, uh, during the offseason, at the start, is it less and then it moves forward more and more towards spring training when he needs to, uh, when you're obviously going to be more in getting ready for the season? Is that how you guys do that?
1: Uh, actually, we'll, we'll kind of we'll kind of fluctuate that and it'll, okay. it'll, it'll go up, down, and then, and then up and then down again. And it'll finish on a down where, again, we're just super, super intensive at the end. Uh, last year was a great year of that where, where at the very end, you know, we're, we're doing very minimal sprints. We're doing maybe two or three heavy, heavy sled sprints. We're going about seven, eight yards of, of, of sled sprints with, man, I can't remember how much we're throwing on there. We're throwing at least eight, nine plays on the, on, on a sled which is kind of, you know, it's, it's unheard of. Like most, most athletes yeah. won't sprint with that much weight on a sled. Usually it's, it, sled, sled sprints are known to be on the lighter side, you know, somewhere around 20, 25% of, of body weight or, or, or speed slowdown. And we go the opposite. We go stream on that. And then, and then we couple that with, again, uh, maybe two or three sprints after that. That's not including all the warm warmup and, and drilling that we do um sprint specific drilling which is pretty taxing but the actual what we consider the work part um it's 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 minimal at the end but you know he was running 108 107 uh 10 meter flies which is really you know on cleats on turf which is really fast you know uh that'll that'll translate to to easily a 102 to to even maybe even faster on if if he had spikes on, on a track, like most, like most 10 meter flies are, are measured. So, uh, so he was moving. At the same time, we were able to pack on some weight. You know, he he came into camp last year, like at two thirty, So he was moving faster than he ever has. And he's put, and he had put on a solid 10 pounds more than he had, than he had in the previous few years. So, uh, so it was, it was a great off season for us. And um, we, like I said, we, we, At the very end, we had very little as far as conditioning went. uh, We worried about that kind of in the two middle phases.
0: Okay. And this last spreadsheet here, I was interested kind of looking over this before on – I know this is only Monday, but um, there's more here. It looks more total body in this workout here, you know, with the squats, the deadlifts, but then more on the end or alternating actually – You have the band stability push-ups, the press, Well, so in the middle of the workout, and then you end more still with, you know, lateral lunges, uh, rotational ball throws, and then you go back more to curls, and so is it, so you're varying, um, I know this is different off-seasons, but so do you like varying between lower body, upper body specific, and total body, or is is it, so it's just evolving, I guess is my question.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh so this is more more of a typical uh program that you see out of us than 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 maybe the other one that, that you saw. Uh we're usually attacking some sort of lower body every single day. We might have a little bit more focus on upper body on certain days, but but for the most part it's a full body workout with a big focus on lower body. Uh mm-hmm. and that's not that's not just independent of baseball. That's most most uh power sport athletes. Whether you're talking about field sports, uh, court sports, or or even track and field, um, obviously especially track and field, we spend a considerable amount of time on just developing lower body and everything up through the core, which which uh, which includes you know a lot of hip kind of stuff. Uh, so having said that, yeah, so you'll see in this one we'll we'll, we'll do we're doing a good amount of of kind of like. Uh, triphasic again working on eccentric isometric and concentric uh, back to back to back uh, you'll see like the the, the, uh, the complex a we're doing a iso band hold at a half squat i'd have to kind of show you what that what that kind of means but basically you're you're pulling on a real heavy band you're holding it at about at about a 90 degree angle you're trying to you're trying to isometric isometric hold that for 30 seconds which is extremely taxing uh, right there, we go to a weighted death drop, which would be your eccentric component. So basically, mm. you're dropping off a box with some sort of resistance, either holding dumbbells on the side or holding a, a, a med ball on your chest or something like that. And you're, and you're dropping. And again, you're trying to stick kind of like you saw in that one of the original videos of the uh, of the uh, trap bar deadlifts that we were showing earlier. And then we're going to an actual trap bar deadlift where we're trying to to just rip it, you know, mm. pick up a lot of weight and pull it up as fast as we can. And we'll do so we did, we did 30 seconds then then five and five. and you'll see how the reps kind of progress from week to week on that, where on week two, we actually increase 10 seconds, but we increase 10 seconds by, by just adding a set. So we take off I'm sorry, yeah, we increased 10 seconds, but we take off 10 seconds from each set and And so we're doing two sets of, of 20 before we go into the depth drops before we go into the uh, the trap bar. And then on the last one, we do kind of similar where we drop now to 15 seconds. But we're doing three sets of 15 seconds. And hopefully with each one of those, we're, we're adding resistance to the hold. Mm-hmm. So okay. Whether we're using a band or whether we're using, a, let's say, a barbell, for instance, just to make it, just to, just to make it a simple analogy. The, on the first one, we might be holding for 30 seconds with a barbell and 25s on each side. On the second one, maybe we're holding a barbell and 45s on each side. And the last week, maybe we're holding a barbell, 45 and a 25 on each side. right. Right. For the three to of 15 seconds for the isometric component. And then, and then obviously increasing from there.
0: Right. Um, last question in terms of his workouts and that we're seeing here, how important, uh, for his training is, uh, the core. I know you mentioned that, and I know that a lot of these, you know, movements already involve the core, but what's core specific things are you, you know, doing with him?
1: That's a great question. So, uh, it's a great question for a couple of reasons. One of them is because when we first started our, 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 I guess, journey together or whatever, um, they kept telling, they kept telling me, um, it's not enough core. It's not enough core. I want more core. I want more core. And I understood where they're coming from. I and mean, basically their entire, their entire careers, they spent half their workouts doing core stuff. Right. Right. What I try to explain to them is the way we do core is through the ex- actual exercises themselves. Uh, an ability to stabilize single, single leg exercises, single arm exercises, uh, going super, super eccentrically heavy uh, on, on a trap bar drop like we, like we saw, like you got to keep going back to that one, or, mm. or a heavy uh, rack, front rack squat, right? Um, all those stuff is, is, is engaging the core way more than sitting there and holding planks and doing side planks and, and doing Russian twists or whatever, not to say that we don't do it, right. but it's a minimal, minimal part of our workout, to be honest with you. Um, right. Like we, right here. Yeah. yeah. All, basically all three of these exercises that you see back to back to back all mm-hmm. engage, all require an incredible engagement of, of core stability, even right. the lunges, you know? If not, the trunk will be falling over on the, on the, on the lunge jumps. So, yeah,
0: because yeah, even from personal experience, if you don't – like if you try to do – like I've tried to do exercises sometimes and try not to use my core to know the difference. And sometimes it is, it's hard to, you know, stay up uh, um, and, because of – and you just realize the core strength. Like even just like this right here, you don't want to mess up your back here, right? So using right. core is important, using glutes. So, yeah, just I think yep. – I really wanted to get into that core question because I think some people, you know, you see all these YouTube videos, right? And we can right. stop sharing the screen here. But, uh, yeah, so you see all these videos of, you know, 10, 15-minute core workouts uh, that they add on top of it where th- that could be nice. But, like, if you're doing it properly, I feel like you're do- you're getting a good core workout throughout your workout.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I mean, that's, that's you know, it, it takes a while to get athletes to understand that especially mm-hmm. if they've been exposed to a lot of core throughout the years. Uh, but luckily within, within a couple of years, they, they kind of got the concept. They stopped, you know, asking me too much about core. Now doesn't mean that we, again, it doesn't mean that we don't do stability exercises, you know, we'll do, we'll do a boatload of bird dogs and, and functional things that we, that we've identified to kind of help stabilize the back that we actually use those as, as primers before we go to a heavy squat, for instance. Right. Um and there's other exercises that are kind of kind of intricate, hard to hard to explain that are that we've kind of identified as specific core exercises that really help us. Uh, but we don't sit there doing abs or doing, you right. for much. Even though I think you saw it on one of the workouts there, that was that was probably me trying to appease them somehow. Uh, um, but it's mostly it's, it's mostly targeted through the actual dynamic exercises that we're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, last couple questions here for his diet. I yeah. know you're not his, you know, nutritionist, but what What is he eating just so you don't have to go you know meal by meal, but during the season, what is he usually eating you know to maintain you know breakfast lunch dinner? I don't know how many meals he has, but if it if it was you know a breakfast lunch dinner, what do you what is he usually eating?
1: Okay, so last year when we were actually trying to gain some weight and put on some mass, uh, he was doing, he was being a lot more, I'm talking about off season. I'll t- I'll get into the in season. Okay. We're, we're trying to be a little bit more diligent about, about his, his, uh, his caloric intake and when to take it. So he was having breakfast before workouts. Uh, he'd have a meal. We usually, we lift and then he goes, does, does his, uh, his, uh, fielding work and then he's hitting after our, after our training, which is not just lifting actually it's running and lifting. So he definitely needs a meal right after that. When he go when he moves on to that stuff, um, you know, off season workouts, will last you know people don't realize it can last a whole day you know mm-hmm. uh with me alone he's with me for two to three hours and then it's another two to four hours of of work you know after that so uh so last year he did he, he, he did a great job in the off season of timing his meals uh you know having uh staying balanced uh not anything crazy uh you know staying balanced in in your in your your protein intake your caloric uh your your carbohydrate intake and, and your fats right And, and then from there, just having about four to five meals every single day, uh, trying to be as healthy and clean as possible without worrying too much about, Oh, well, I'm on this diet and my, you know, my protein was at 50% and it should be at 30% or whatever it might be just more, just trying to stay healthy, stay away from the, from the junk stuff, even though we all know he loves McDonald's, but, uh, I do too. So (laughs) I can't blame him, but, um, he did a great job with that. Uh, this last off season. This offseason, we're trying to kind of get the weight down just a little bit. We uh, felt maybe we were a little too heavy, so now he's now he's doing a little bit of intermittent fasting before the workouts. So we're getting our workout in. Our workouts are a little shorter this year. We're going. Uh, we're focusing two days on speed and agility together, and then we're focusing three days on lifting. We're kind of trying that out through a couple of phases see how that reacts, and then we'll change it up uh, come next phase probably. But uh, in that process, he's actually trying to do a little intermittent fasting. Uh, get his first work got in, so he's actually getting his first meal prior to doing the field work and the hitting and all that. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, and then
0: during the season, what what's that like?
1: And then during the season, it's just a matter of trying to be trying to stay as healthy as possible. It's hard with the travel schedule. Uh, it's hard with you know whatever they might have at a clubhouse. But uh, but trying trying to stay smart, you know, trying trying to uh, to eat when when you're supposed to eat if you if you can manage a way to do it. Uh, get your breakfast in when you're at home uh, before you, you know, before you leave through the ballpark, um, if it's a later game, make sure you have another meal before, you know, at least, and then, and then, and then, you know, get home and, 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 and have dinner. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you're, you're exhausted. And the last thing you're thinking about is I need to eat, you know, you want to sit down watch TV and unwind a little bit or whatever it may be, or just pass out mm-hmm. and, uh, or family duties, whatever you, you might have. And somehow you got to figure out, okay, listen, I need to get, I need to get dinner in, you know, and and it can't be like, I'm starving. So I'm going to, you know, munch on, on, chocolate and chips, you know, it's got to be, I got to get some good protein in. I got to get the right carbs in. I got to get some fats in. So, but, uh, but luckily, you know, he's worked with a lot of, a lot of good chefs along the way. And, and they've done a good job of, of, of making tasty meals that are, that are healthy and, and, and thoughtful. So, mm. so we've been lucky with that.
0: What would you say are his, you know, favorite, like go to st- uh, typical, you know, meal, healthy meals Is it like salmon, chicken, uh, broccoli, rice, that that yeah, you know, so I mean, thing or
1: you know, uh, Manny at the end of the day is super Latin. So if you're talking about chicken, rice, and, and beans, he's a happy camper, you know. Mm. Uh, which is nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, sometimes they 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 cook it. They don't cook it the, to to the uh, to the highest uh, highest uh, what do you call it uh, nutritional value? You know, they, they might they might put a little extra fat in there. But uh, that's just uh, that's just kind of like the the Latin in us, I guess. But um, but yeah, so he loves fish. Uh, he does a good, good job eating fish. Actually, there was, there was a point where they were eating a lot of, a lot of fish. Uh, if I remember me like two years ago, uh, they, yeah, they were doing, they were eating fish three, four times a week. Uh, and it was working out pretty well. Uh, steaks, healthy steaks, you know, uh, you know, grilled if possible. Um, at least a couple times a week, if not more, um, he could eat steak daily uh and he's one of those people that can eat you know some people can eat can handle steak daily and, and be fine some people can't I, I believe he can it's you know I, well, i'm telling you directly that he does that every day i i believe he can um and then and then keeping the carbohydrates clean also right not not too much white rice even though white rice is a, is a big staple of their diet uh you know substituting it for brown rice uh substituting it for for some sweet potatoes you know that sort of stuff mm, so okay. but uh but yeah but no but um and 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 then, you know, having having access to a chef allows them to be creative and, and get the macros that you need and the calories that you need in really delicious dishes, right? So that, that helps, you know. Someday I hope to have my own uh, chef. <laughs>
0: right. right, yeah, we, we all would. Um, yeah, so last question here. What is well, – I guess it's kind of you and him. What yep. is your guys' mentality when you go into the gym, you know, in the off-season every day or when he – when you're communicating with him, you know via text or call or whatever during the season, what's his mentality when he's going in there?
1: Man, it's 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 pretty cool, man. It's uh, it's a great question. Uh, it's it's attack. It's attack is, is our mentality. It's the same mentality he has on the field. The same mentality he has at the plate. Um, you know, we'll go in there, and even on days that you know I'm feeling lazy, he's feeling tired, whatever. When the moment comes, we just, it just, it just, the, the mind just switches and, mm-hmm. and, and we attack and, and we attack, we attack off season workouts pretty, pretty heady. You know, we, we, we get after it, we get after it really well. Uh, which is one of my, my favorite things about working, working with, uh, with this guy is, uh is, his approach is, 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 is fearless. It's fearless to a point that sometimes I got to hold him back a little bit. Right. You know, we yeah. first couple of years, it'd be like, Nick, are you sure you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, let's go for it. Now he's like, throw some weight on that sucker. You know, I'm like, Hey, you sure he's like yeah throw some weight on that thing you know yeah. so so it's cool man it's a cool dynamic
0: yeah all right this has been fun episode 93 of the talking fires podcast ben fadden nick soto again Manny's trainer thank you so much nick for joining
1: no man thank you for having me it's been a blast